This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be on this wonderful, uh, little gloomy here Sunday morning here in Los Angeles. Uh, a little atypical, but a lot of times we'll get that 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 uh, little fog coming in from the coast and that burns off uh, by noon. But uh, we're actually expecting rain. And, you know, as a snowboarder, even Mammoth, which like last year had at this point had more snow than anywhere in the United States, still is a, a bit barren. I was in Park City a couple of weeks ago. Most of the snow is man-made, and I'm leaving for Vail. It's a great conference, and Vail coming up. It is a, 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 the Colorado Veterinary Medical Association, in conjunction with the American Animal Hospital Association, has this great ski meeting every year. This year is in Vail. Last year was Breckenridge. And um, it's one of these schedules that for an idiot like me, it's the best, because we have breakfast at 6.30 in the morning, and then we break for sessions from 7 to 9. 9 to 3.30, free time on the slopes, 4 to 6.30 back in sessions, and then we're on our own for dinner. So for anyone who loves winter sports, it's phenomenal. Anyway, you're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, here as your host for the next 30 minutes on Pet Life Radio's live call-in show, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And the magic words there, live call-in, call-in show. Ah, However, you can also join us on Google Hangouts, but to call us in, free, toll-free, 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882. You can also log on, scroll down to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, click on it, and if you scroll down, you'll see a link. It's called Google Hangouts. And what's great about that is you can be sitting here talking to me live with your pet or pets in hand, and we can talk about your pets. And just as an FYI for everybody out there listening, get used to this. Start testing it because what what I'm working on, and I'm sure there are going to be many others that follow, is an option of what we call telehealth, or if it's coming from your own veterinary practice, actually telemedicine, which we'll get to the differences between telehealth and telemedicine as we go on. But one of the things that we'll be able to do is see, talk to you, see your pet. You have that mass, that lump, that that skin lesion. You have that pet that's limping. You have that bad tooth. You'll be able to show us, show your doctor live, real-time, And actually, sometimes if it's telemedicine, meaning if it's your own doctor's office, actually to get a diagnosis and get treated and you never even have to go to the veterinary hospital. So it's really, that's the wave of the future. The American Veterinary Medical Association has a whole task force now on this subject. I have a company that we've started specifically for this because I could see the trends already. I could see that millennial, for example, who is not going to get up and get into their car to go get their pizza. They're going to pick up their phone, click on the pizza app, and in 30 minutes, not even, probably 15 or 20 minutes, they're going to have a pizza at their door. It is all about convenience. It's all about ease. And um, obviously, most people don't mind spending the extra few dollars to achieve that, not getting the car, not fighting traffic. You got the kids. You don't want to leave. You got no, no babysitter, whatever the case is. So uh, get used to it. So if you want to join me here just to see what it's like, Google Hangouts on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. That's a great way to go. Anyway. I do want to, well, one thing I do, I, I had an appearance this past week, if you happen to catch it, on Hallmark's Home and Family, and we were talking all about pet insurance. I realized that now, especially after the holidays, with so many people hopefully having adopted 
uh, dogs, new pets, cats, whatever, that maybe uh, you have some questions about that insurance. We'll talk about that as well. By the way, since we've been gone for a couple of weeks because of the holidays, all coming out on Mondays, the Christmas and New Year's, um, I hope everyone had a great Christmas holiday. Happy New Year. I hope your pets were safe. None freaked out as many are apt to do. And uh, it was uh, good for you. It was, we had a great time. So anyway, just cruising through AVMA, Smart Brief News, the American Animal Hospital Association news feeds, um, some things just to share with you. First of all, and I found this really, really interesting and, and, and very promising, but there is a trial test going on at Colorado State University. Apparently, researchers, scientific researchers at Arizona State University came out with a new technology. It's a peptide that seems to attack cancer cells, much like a vaccine. It's a cancer vaccine in dogs. It's being tested at CSU, Colorado State. And um, what's so cool about that is this is, as I said, clearly not just for dogs. This is one of those areas when you're dealing with certain viruses that affect both people and animals. Here, cancer, unfortunately, affects all of us. And that'd be so cool if they can find actually a way to neutralize, to attack a cancer cell before it starts doing its damage. And speaking of which, there's some research being done at Guelph University's, uh, it's called the Ontario uh, Veterinary College. Actually, one of my former associates who was from Canada actually went to school at Guelph, fantastic veterinary school. And um, they were studying many different diseases. One, for example, IBD, inflammatory bowel disease. And they found that there's something they can do that's called fecal transplant. So basically what you're doing is you are taking healthy feces. It sounds gross, but by implanting it, placing it in the colons of dogs that are suffering from some of these diseases, the protection is coming from healthy stool. So there is a lot of work being done there that's doing well. Also using stem cells and stem cell therapy to improve surgical outcomes, especially during spine surgery. Because as we know, anyone who has that breed, whether the dachshunds or the, the French bulldogs that are prone to certain back problems and disc disease that can actually injure the spinal cord. They're using, along with the surgery, to remove that ruptured disc, the gelatinous material causing the problem, but also by implanting stem cells, it is speeding up the process of healing or even allowing for healing, where in other words, it would be no healing. So I think that's really, really great. And um, another thing, using viruses to treat cancers in cats and dogs. Again, typically, we know viruses uh, destroy cells. And um, perfect example for the glioblastoma grade four. For, it's, a, it's a probably one of the most aggressive brain cancers that people get. There is a group uh, in, at Duke University that is testing polio. They're actually implanting polio virus into these cancers that is killing the cancers. So far, it's been one of the more promising treatment possibilities and tests going on right now in what they call clinical trials more than anything in the last 20 years, 30 years. So that's amazing. And uh, this is also very interesting. And I noticed this because I, when I was doing my master's work before veterinary school, I was studying California ground squirrels, Spermophilus beachii. And one of the things I noticed that there was a warning call that one of the, they would live in colonies and one of the senior, usually males, would get up and have this interesting vocalization. And all the squirrels would just like make beelines. So you know there is some form of communication. And one of the things that you would see this with is every time a large bird of prey, like an eagle, would be spotted because these things were amazing to watch them and their wingspans were just tremendous. And they would pick up these little squirrels and, and that was it. That was breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever. So anyway, in Pennsylvania, a eagle actually swooped down into a yard, 
picked up an eight-pound Bichon Frise. The owners were were hysterically, you know, saddened by this, thinking that that was it for this poor little Bichon. And guess what? They found it four miles away. So for whatever reason, it was injured a little bit, but the eagle had to drop the dog. And uh, they're back reunited, but that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Here's one that, that many of us would like. I kind of like reading it. California Department of Fish and Game. Now, you know, you know what they used to do? They used to give, for anyone who had like a ranch or a farm, they used to give them permits to automatically. Oh, you're, you're, a, you're a farm owner or a ranch owner. Here's your permit to kill mountain lions that they feared would be going after their livestock. And you didn't have to prove anything. Just said, no, I'm a, I'm a landowner. So PS, no longer automatic. Now they're going to issue permits only after several attempts have been made to try to basically use non-lethal techniques to ward off, to repel, as they call it, the mountain lion. You can't just go in and say, I'm, you know, I got sheep. I have whatever, goats. I, I want to get a mountain I want to get a permit to kill mountain lions. So kudos to California Fish and Game. I think that's great. And um, one last thing was a, a warning by the American Vet Med Association, American Animal Hospital Association, all of these associations that, you know, it's getting cold out there. And I, there are already many stories. And if you watch football, you've already seen it. Some of these places or there's, you know, snow, you can't even see the field because the, the snow is so thick. So be very careful with your dogs and cats out there. Understand that fur is not enough when the temperature gets really low. You're going to have to come up with something. You're going to have to provide shelter, let them in the house, you know, get space heaters, something to provide some warmth for these animals. If you have small breeds like little guys, get sweaters and booties for them because they do lose a lot of their body temperature to the cold outside. And remember, cats are very smart, except for one thing. They look for warmth and they find it. You know where they find it? They find it under the hoods of cars and where the engine block is still very hot. It takes several hours to cool off. And you can have a cat that's not taking its nice cat nap on the hood of a car or under the hood, right on top of the engine block. It's nice and warm. It's cozy. But guess what? Somebody comes in in the morning to start the car and that fan belt is going and we have major problems. I recommend if you live in an area and you know there are cats running around the area, when you get into your car, when you approach your car, give the hood a couple of taps with your hand, open palm. You're not going to dent anything just to wake the cat up if there is a cat under there and let him jump down and run for safety. And uh, one other, before we break for a quick uh, commercial break, I found this. So in Italy, some behavior, better than any, you know, behavior group was doing studies and they were looking at the relations that the effect of size, age, breed, um, sex, and where pets sleep to determine about certain problems. It turns out that males typically suffer more from aggression. Females are more from anxiety. Young animals, more anxiety, old, more aggression. But this is 78%. I didn't buy this because I have a lot of pets and they sleep in bed and they're so relaxed. It's unbelievable. But they said 70%, 78% of dogs that sleep in bed with their owners are more anxious. That's what I want to hear from you. I want to know, are your pets that sleep with you? And I'm sure that there are many of you out there who, like we, have pets that sleep in bed. I have a lot of them. In fact, if they made a bed bigger than a California king, I could probably end up getting more pets. So, and my pets are the farthest thing from anxious. So I want to know what you feel. So anyway, think about that. When we get back, I want to hear from you, 877-385-8882, or join us live on Google Hangouts here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Don't go. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact.
It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Super Mega Fish Oil. Get the third bottle free. Packed with omega-3, DHA, and EPA fatty acids. Super Mega is great for your dog's immune system, healthy skin, and soft, shiny fur. Dogs love it. Try Super Omega Fish Oil. Buy two. Get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And um, as I mentioned, uh, I, we had an opportunity to um, do a segment for um, Hallmark's Home and Family. And I've been on that show a lot. It's interesting that that Home and Family, which was just purchased by Hallmark, was the original home show that I did back in 1989 to 94. I was on for five years as their resident pet expert, had a weekly segment, thanks to one of the big food companies that sponsored me. And um, here it is, uh, 20 years later, <laughs> 90, I mean, uh, that's a long time, and um, more almost almost 30 years later, and I am on The Home and Family, which is sort of the remake, it actually was, and before it was purchased by Hallmark, it was the same owner-producer, a guy named Woody Frazier, who produced, who owned the show back in the 90, in the eighties, and my good friend Marty Tenney was when I came on to do the first Home and Family years later, probably about two three years ago. Who was the head producer, Marty Tenney, who was a producer back in the day on Home Show? So it's amazing. It's kind of like for me, it was old Home Week. Anyway, we talked about insurance. The premise was a lot of people getting pets, and they have a segment, a producer and talent that I work with, Larissa Wool. And she does daily adoption segments on the show, which is so fantastic that they have daily adoption segments. They bring pets in from the different rescue organizations that come in. They talk about the pet. And it's really, really great. Anyway, so, you know, she gets asked a lot of questions because of all the pet stuff that she does. And she's getting asked a lot about pet insurance and really didn't know the ins and the outs and the do's and the don'ts, et cetera. So here was my take on pet insurance. Number one, you're going to need it the most when you don't have it. So for sure, you need to plan for something. Pet insurance, here's what I say about pet insurance. It's kind of like going to Vegas, that you know that these insurance companies would not be around being able to provide, which they often do, these huge payouts if they weren't making money. So clearly they are. And by actuarial tables, and a lot of science and research and statistics, they have a pretty good feel of what the average pet owner is going to spend. They make sure that the premiums they collect are going to be far greater 
than that number. Having said that, there are many cases, and I, I have clients, I know specific cases where some of the pet insurance companies have poured out thousands, like 50,000, 30,000, I mean, literally saving an animal's life, uh, limb sparing procedures, cancer treatments, so many things that would have been impossible to pay for, for an individual. And then of course, there are way, way, way more stories of people that paid their premiums, did their job, and never got out of it what they put in, which allowed those rare cases, those few that you really needed. But it's a gamble. You never know where you're going to be in that spectrum. Are you going to be that one that almost said, oh my God, I've only put in X amount of dollars for my premiums and I just got back $40,000. I didn't come close to paying in $40,000. So anyway, these are some of the things that uh, you need to talk about. But there are a number of companies out there. Some range from only providing accident and sickness insurance, no wellness plans, others that do wellness plans. Some charge more for a certain like a cancer rider to cover cancer too. Um, obviously, the younger the animal you insure, the less expensive the premiums are going to be. Many of the companies also have premiums based on where you live, which is really only fair because clearly veterinary care in New York City and Los Angeles, California is going to be greater than, you know, Podunk, Iowa, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I mean, so so you, you have to know that certain parts of the country, which have less, you know, which are easier. One thing I can tell you to compare to, compare it to real estate. If real estate in your area is super expensive, you know, everything is expensive. If real estate is very inexpensive, then you know that other things should be too. So they grade and, and rate the premiums based on where you live, which I think is fair. Premiums uh, could range anywhere for a cat, I'd say from say $30 to $50 a month. For a dog, anywhere from, oh, I don't know, 40 to $90 a month. So just keep that in mind and don't use it for little piddly things. Use it for when you really, really need it. And um, I definitely recommend that your pets should be insured. And let's go back to Sweden, for example. 60% of pets are insured. In the United Kingdom, somewhere between 35 and 40%. Not bad. You notice here in the United States, embarrassingly, less than 2%. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. When you think about the number of pets, the high cost of quality veterinary care, and people are not getting pet insurance. Let's take a premium of $70, okay? If you have a $70 a month times 12, right? So you're looking, what, 840 bucks? And, and uh, you know, put that away. So let's say you, you, you insure for six, seven years, so you know, you're looking at $6,000. So most likely, if you figure out illness, will your pet need a $6,000 worth of pet care? Very possibly. But all of a sudden, when you have that one pet that's got the major problems, one of the women that was on the show with me that day said that she had already submitted bills. They paid 90% of about $37,000. And it's still ongoing because the dog's still on treatment and they're covering everything. 90%. So basically, you know, every insurance plan has a deductible. Once you satisfy the deductible, depending on the company, anywhere from 70 to 90%, they're going to pay out. So I got to, you know, really advise you to look into it. If you really are looking for an alternative, I have one. Uh, you can take it or leave it. It's called self-insure. So what happens? You make that payment 75 bucks a month and it belongs to the insurance company, whether they use it or not over time. So what you can do is set up an account or an accounts, plural, in your pet's names or one account with all your pet's names, and you do auto deposit, you have no choice. It's as important as your gas bill, electric bill, your mortgage payment. It is your rent. It is an automatic going into this account every single month. Pet say 70, 75 bucks per pet. 
okay? And you let it accumulate. Don't dig into it because you're waiting, going in for vaccines or a routine dentistry. When you have that major problem, that several thousand dollar treatment, that large breed dog that has a cruciate tear and needs a TPLO for $4,500, that kind of thing, you have a supplemental account that you can use for your pet. The beauty of self-insurance is, well, first, you will never get accumulate enough for that big $40,000 layout. And look at your pet's history and how often has that happened to you where you had to spend that kind of money. But if you have it in there and you uh, don't use it, then the bottom line is it's yours. It's not the insurance company's. So it is an option. It's a viable option. It takes some discipline. And that's one of the things that I would advise you to think about if you don't want to go for insurance insurance, but you do need to do something. And um, as I mentioned, another option, it may be too late for some of us, but just keep it on the backs of your mind. And this one got a lot of laughs from the co-hosts of the show. But another option is just to marry well. So uh, if you <laughs> if you have a choice, what do they say? You can fall in love with somebody who's rich just as you can fall in love with somebody who's poor. So um, of course, they have to be a pet lover first. And then you can look at uh, how well to do they are. So anyway, my take-home lesson is do something. Don't ignore the fact that the cost of veterinary care is rising. That which we use to help your pets is things we didn't have years ago. Now, every hospital is equipped with ultrasound and laser and laser surgery. I shouldn't say every, but mine is. So we're doing things like stem cells. We're doing things like acupuncture. We're doing things like PRP, platelet-rich plasma, things that we were never had access to. Now, laparoscopic surgery. And that's something I would love to do. I don't know if I would, at this point in my career, it would take me too long. The learning curve is great, but I hear it's phenomenal. So now they can do space through three little or four little holes. You know, it's amazing. Of course, the equipment cost is astronomical and therefore the cost of the spay is going to be greater. But I love my laser. I do laser spays, incisions, a little teeny incision still. And uh, there's very quick healing, no bleeding. It's the best. So anyway, thanks for joining me here. I'm glad to be back after I'm being off for a couple of weeks. And if you like, if you ever need to get a hold of me, you can reach me at drjeff, drjeff at petliferadio.com. Also, if you haven't done already, follow me on Instagram. That's at drjeffwerber. And you will see some of the cutest pictures and little boomerangs and, and little videos I do. Um, I, it's, it's like I have the best job. And as I said, I get more tongue than anybody I know. And if you join me on Instagram and go to my page and, uh, and follow me, you will see what I mean by that. Anyway, thanks again to um, Brevecto, More Than a Cone, um, Save This Life Microchip, and soon Live DVM. And um, we will be here next week. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.